0: hello and welcome to the life toyetic with ben and molly i am ben
1: and i'm the ghost of christmas present merry christmas oh because it's christmas today
0: Okay, it is Christmas today. Today, a full day today. Yeah, make Christmas to our listeners out yeah. there. Yeah, what's happening right in the present, in this moment, Ghost of Christmas? How can you be a ghost of the now?
1: Oh, that's the, I reveal all of this in my new autobiography, <laughs> uh, "Know Me Better, Man," which is available <laughs> in Barnes and Noble.
0: Are you doing an ebook version?
1: Uh, of course, I am. Kindle. Gotta, yeah. Okay, brilliant. I'm having a sale. It's only 99 cents today.
0: That's a really good bargain. Yeah. And you know what? Just in time for Christmas. Exactly. Literally in just On in Christmas. So. Um, now, there are obviously competing uh, autobiographies that have been published by uh, some of My your... My fellow ghosts. Yeah. Ghost of Christmas Past uh, put out a book, uh, I think, last year. And I know that the Ghost of Christmas Yet to Come ha- has uh, one coming has out. Has one coming out, year, yes. I think, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, have you read the Ghost of Christmas Past's book? Do you have any... Any insights into your own world that are not addressed in your colleague's book?
1: Well, I live in the here and now, so I only read books that are published today. Okay. So I'm reading my own book right now. Let me tell you, it's a real (laughs) humdinger.
0: Would you describe it as a page-turner? It
1: is a page-turner. There is one page.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, To go one further, how would you respond to allegations that your book was in fact ghostwritten by Paige Turner?
1: (laughs) You know, Paige and I are good friends, and... Some I will admit, sometimes she edits my work, but it's it's all me on the page.
0: It, okay, all right. Um, do you have any advanced information about what will be coming in uh, the Ghost of Christmas Yet to Come autobiography? No,
1: my my focus is the here and now. Okay. Would you like some challah from my cornucopia? That's not a euphemism. I've got a cornucopia right here. I
0: feel like if you have to tell me it's not a euphemism, <laughs> I I should immediately be concerned. Can we hear an extract from the book? <laughs>
1: Hey guys, it's me. Over 1,800 of my brothers have come before me. It's my turn to shine. <laughs> That's the first paragraph. That's
0: the whole first paragraph. Yeah. That's and then pretty. I talk about
1: growing up with hundreds of brothers. Marvelous. That's great.
0: I'm going to have to stop uh, the interview because there is a small dog rummaging around behind oh, me. Oh Yeah. The ghost of Christmas Pub. Christmas oh.
1: Pub. Christmas Pub. Sounds like one of the like Air Buddies movies.
0: Yeah, Christmas. There's definitely a Christmas there's definitely, movie. There's definitely. Whoever
1: did the Talking Cat movie has done a movie called Christmas Pub. <laughs> Christmas Pub.
0: I think there is. I think. They did a talking horse, mm-hmm. and I know that there's a Christmas there's because Rifftrax is doing this movie.
1: Ah, oh.
0: um, there's a they did a Christmas movie where they're staying at someone's summer home. It looks like it's the same house from a talking cat. Someone sent me is the link the to the Santa trailer.
1: One, I think you, yeah,
0: yeah. Someone someone yeah. sent it to us, yeah. And it's the guy who looks nothing like Santa, and over dinner, one of the kids says, has anyone told you you look exactly like Santa Claus? (laughs) No.
1: No. No one has ever said that.
0: No one has ever and it's never going to be said, and it's never been said again.
1: We're watching Barbie and a Christmas Carol.
0: That is correct. This is a podcast about movies, about toys, and it is episode 35, and as regular listeners know, every five episodes, we do a movie based on the hit toy phenomenon Barbie.
1: Yes, the um, barbecue. We yes, call it. we
0: call it our barbecue. Typically, we've been watching them in release order, but because today is Christmas, if you're driving to see families, I hope you have a pleasant drive and a pleasant Christmas and uh, an okay dinner. It's the it's, <laughs> it's, it's, turkey's a bit dry. It's fine, yeah. but we figured why not? Because this episode is dropping on the 25th. Why not do have something, some,
1: some Christmas magic, yeah. some Christmas time bending?
0: Yeah. So we're 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 reaching towards uh, Barbie movies yet to come. Yes. To watch Barbie in a Christmas Carol. Yes. Now, what Molly, can you, being the resident Barbie expert, <laughs> uh, what can you tell us about this?
1: Honestly, picture? I I have seen this once. I oh, do cool. not remember it very well. <laughs> I do remember that in watching it, it occurred to me that this has more or less nothing to do with the actual Charles Dickens novella.
0: Cool. In the same way that The Princess and in the, the Pauper. Sa- exactly. And also Rapunzel. Yes. In fact, many of the Barbie adaptations... Oh,
1: like Mark Twain is spinning in his grave. Charles Dickens is now spinning in his grave. A lot of old white men spinning in their graves because of I'm not, these adaptations. I'm not going to
0: be bent out of shape about old white men spinning in their graves.
1: Yeah, that's fine. They if nothing
0: it. else, it's a source of renewable energy.
1: Someone should harness that.
0: I, the only thing I know about this is that my roommate Luke did tell me that because his dad is obsessed with A mm-hmm. Christmas Carol, he owns this owns movie. Owns it because
1: he collects everything that has to do with A Christmas Carol. Yes. Every single adaptation.
0: Which seems excessive.
1: I don't think so. You're a collector yourself, so you uh, understand the drive.
0: Listen, there's a difference between owning every single televised Doctor Who story that is currently available on home video and owning every single adaptation of a Charles Dickens novel. I've told you about the the, the adaptation of A Christmas Carol that I want to do, right? Tell me. I want to release it as an ebook. And everything up to The Ghost of Christmas Yet to Come is exactly the same, right? If you were to pick up my book and read it, you would not know it wasn't Charles Dickens. But then when it comes to The Ghost of Christmas Yet to Come, the ghost sends Scrooge too far into the future, like Uh-oh. like 3,000 years into the future, into a post-apocalyptic wasteland where the ghost vanishes, leaving Scrooge in this barren desert hellscape to fend for himself. And to find out what went wrong and how he can travel back and undo the damage that's been done to the oh,
1: timeline. With the spirit of Christmas.
0: With the spirit of Christmas. The ending would basically be the same. Yeah. You there, boy, what year is this? <laughs> right. What else do we need to know about Barbie in a Christmas Carol?
1: Something very interesting. I remember that the way it was framed is that Barbie is not the main character in this. Eden, interesting. Eden Starling, who was their stand-in for Ebenezer Scrooge... Is the main character, and it's got that same kind of Barbie framing device. Mm-hmm. So the Barbie avatar, like the Barbie character who is Eden, the Barbatar, the Barbatar uh, Avatar B, <laughs> is, <laughs> is voiced by someone other than Kelly Sheridan. So they got an actual British person to voice her. I assume because Kelly Sheridan can't do an accent or was too proud.
0: I think we've heard her try.
1: Have we? Maybe Has she had an accent in any of. I don't think she's had an accent. in No, I was any thinking. Sorry, things. I was
0: thinking of um, uh, Princess Switch.
1: I wish Vanessa Hudgens had voiced Barbie.
0: Yes, maybe if they do that live action movie, which they've been talking about doing for many. Just put many a years. blonde
1: wig on her and you're set.
0: I like that on the back of the box, Eden Starling is trademarked.
1: Yeah, all their names are always trademarked.
0: Wow, because they don't want anyone to steal. Don't the name. name
1: your child Eden Starling. Yeah, you
0: will get a cease and desist from from Mattel. Ha- Mattel. Yeah, I was trying to remember who owns Barbie. No one owns Barbie, she's her own woman.
1: Also Chuzzlewit the cat, here's a picture of him. His smug face. Okay,
0: listener, you can't see this cat. This cat is a nightmare cat. <laughs> this cat is the worst cat. He's I've...
1: kind of horrifying looking, and I think if you just Google like Chuzzlewit cat, you it's... might find pictures of him.
0: It's like Garfield ate Winnie the Pooh. Wow So
1: I barely, barely remember this I'm yeah. looking forward to maybe remembering why I've only seen this once Is it awful? It's clearly not memorable
0: Brilliant Well, shall we sit down and watch this movie? Let's do it So yeah, we are going to go off and watch Barbie and a Christmas Carol We will be right back after these seasonal commercial messages Holiday dreams to make you smile, Barbie girl Dreams of and style, Barbie girl When you open up your right. No 2008 Holiday Barbie. Holiday tree for you, Barbie girl. 2008 Holiday Barbie doll, And seen in Barbie and the Christmas Carol DVD. DVD sold separately. Well, that was a Christmas movie.
1: Oh, I'm so tired.
0: Now. Oh, I'm exhausted. I'm physically and mentally exhausted. That is not a great adaptation of a Christmas Carol.
1: It's not very faithful. Which it's a Barbie adaptation. Yeah, I mean, Barbie so adaptations are seldom. Yeah.
0: I thought that. It was a bad film. I thought it was a bad film. I just didn't enjoy it. It's
1: not great. Now I understand why I've only watched yeah. it the once.
0: Yeah, I I didn't enjoy that. Yeah. I, I just kind of looked at it. I didn't hate it. I just, It was just visual noise, mm-hmm. but not like indiscernible noise. It was just... It was, was it
1: another Christmas screensaver?
0: I think this is like the Nickelback of, <laughs> of Barbie movies and Christmas movies in that I didn't want it on... It wasn't offensive enough for me to wants to turn off but it wasn't captivating enough for me to want to keep it on so
1: it's the kind of thing you nap through
0: yeah it's a napping movie is, and it's a we, great
1: napping movie for after christmas dinner when you're like i kind of want the afternoon to be over so i can wake up and eat again this evening yeah.
0: we did both have to fight off <laughs> the, 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 the sandman this yes. movie, is in movie, this movie we both def- desperately wanted to fall asleep I was just waiting for the film to finish. How long was the... What's the runtime on this movie?
1: An hour 16. That's
0: too long. That's
1: too long for a Barbie movie. Oh,
0: my God. That's a nightmare. The an- I want to... I'm going to say one thing. The animation... You had pointed out that they made, what, three Barbie movies in this the, year? Yeah.
1: This came out in 2008. Um, and they made three movies that year. And I know at least with the first two... One of them is Diamond Castle, I believe, and okay. the animation quality really takes a hit. You can tell mm. that they're, it's one studio doing three films instead of two. But because we've made kind of a big jump, we had been watching Barbie movies from like 2004, 2005, yeah. and now three years later. The, the animation quality looks better to our eyes because yeah. we haven't had time to gradually adjust.
0: Yeah. I feel like as we watch the movies in chronological order, it is kind of like the frog in the boiling pot yeah, of water. Yeah, we don't situation. realize that
1: we're boiling, so we're just happily yeah. sitting there. Yeah,
0: we've, ma- we've taken a bold leap forward to 2008. Yes. I actually found a lot of the facial animation more interesting it's improved, in this one. Yeah. It looks like this film was rendered in the game engine for The Sims 3. Yeah. There's a lot of smooth faces, a lot of roundness. But the, the mocap stuff is not as bad as it has been in previous movies. And some of the stuff that you can tell has been animated by hand. It's actually, some of the movement's pretty slick. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's it looks better than the Barbie movies that we have been watching. Yeah, But there's a lot more, I think, like, flat textures in backgrounds and on objects as well.
1: There's still at parts where you can tell that the animators are definitely phoning it in.
0: Yeah. Because it's Christmas. Um, Because they have to hit a deadline. That too. Yeah. Because they
1: want to go home and spend Christmas with their family.
0: Yeah. So do we want to run through the plot?
1: Yeah. I mean, if you've seen any adaptation of A Christmas Carol, I was about to say like you understand this, (laughs) but it's not really anything like that, so I retract that. It
0: cannot be passed by the human mind, but we will certainly (laughs) make a bold attempt. So this film mocks a return to the framing device that Mm -hmm. the Barbie movies had kind of abandoned... Long before this, the point of this film yeah. that we've already seen them kind of jettison in recent yeah. movies, which Wherein is...
1: Wherein Kelly throws a tantrum about something and Barbie has to talk her down and cajole her into doing something she doesn't want to do.
0: And she tells the story of this uh, this girl mm-hmm. named... What's her spoiled name? spoiled lady. Yeah.
1: Eden, Eden Starling. Eden
0: Starling, a talented diva in Victorian London. And I use the, the word diva in every possible sense of the word. She's a performer, a singer... But she's also kind of self entitled and kind of a bitch. And it's interesting that. I love
1: your queer eye voice.
0: Yeah, my bitch. Kind of a bitch. Kind of a bitch. Kelly, the framing device is that they're going to a charity. Kelly and Barbie going to a charity Mm -hmm. ball for a hospital, and Kelly doesn't want to go because it's Christmas Eve, and
1: they have other traditions that she would rather participate in. Yeah,
0: and Barbie's like, "Well, we're going to go to this charity ball, and we're going to spend time. time. You're going to
1: a party, kid."
0: And Kelly's like, "No, I want to do. I want to do." Yeah. So Barbie's like,
1: "What she does and says." So
0: Barbie's like, "You know what? I'm going to tell you a story about a spoiled piece of shit (laughs) who wants everything her way, and everyone hates her, and she (laughs) dies alone."
1: Yeah, in one of the timelines, she does die yes. alone.
0: So that's that's who Eden Sterling is, she, uh, Starling, Sterling? Starling. Starling. She has a troop of people. Her middle
1: name is Sterling, Eden St- Sterling Starling. Eden
0: Sterling Starling, of the, uh, the New Brunswick Sterling Starlings. And she, she has a, a show with, I guess, a juggler and a magician and two twins. That, two
1: and two, I guess they dance. They dance. They're obnoxious.
0: And Eden's childhood friend, Catherine, is the costumer. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, yeah, can't wait to take Christmas off and go visit our families. And Eden's like, well, that's very clearly not happening. What yeah. is wrong with you?
1: We need to rehearse because our show is coming out in two weeks. Yeah. And if we take even one day off,
0: everything everything's will go to shit. How dare you? <laughs> yeah. So she, can, she says, you've got to come into work tomorrow. And if you don't come in tomorrow, never come back. Like, yeah. this is it. This is your job is on the line, your ass. And Job, in that order. Both of them. Both of them on the line. It's
1: a really complicated relationship she has with her co-workers. Yeah.
0: How much of this do we want to dwell on at the beginning bit? Because there's a lot...
1: She's basically rude, and then she goes to bed.
0: Yeah, she's (laughs) rude, and then she goes to bed. She has a cat who looks like... The the cat was definitely, almost certainly designed by someone who went on to work on... At Illumination. Yeah, it's a very kind of despicable me like was, character like, design small
1: high set eyes and a, the distance between the nose and mouth is a little excessive and then this big kind of shit eating grin
0: it's a very it's uh a
1: disturbing cat
0: yeah this this cat was owned by or will be owned by a minion <laughs> like that's that's the only this
1: cat is personally acquainted with Gru.
0: yeah this cat and grew to the same they went to high school together yeah
1: they're they're school chums yeah Um, There's nothing appealing about the design, which is odd, because typically with the animal familiar designs, they really aim for cute. They really aim for like giant eyes, eyelashes, weirdly anthropomorphized. We did get weirdly anthropomorphized, but it wasn't a design that you think young girls would go wild for.
0: Can we talk a little bit about, there was a short at the beginning, (laughs) before the, the DVD menu played, that was dogs Painting a like a temple or something, <laughs> and they were painting he it was. pink. And the the mocap on this the, these dogs like they taken uh, dog models and like taken people human mo-cap. body
1: movement. And it was very much like the dogs have been possessed by demons. Yes,
0: demons. They've D-man. been possessed by the man, <laughs> by the man. You know, the guy, the uh, the the establishment, the government. Yeah, man, they want to by- take control of our dogs. <laughs>
1: Yes, the man Beelzebub in this instance, <laughs> yes. and so they do this horrifying dance while painting. It's an it's not an excerpt. It's like a little bonus feature yeah. short from Diamond Castle, which yeah. came out earlier in 2008. So I saw it and I immediately knew what it was. But I can understand that it would be really jarring for someone who yeah. went in expecting Christmas Carol, and like sun- me. like you, yeah.
0: <laughs> I will Because we didn't watch the whole thing. It was, it was, as soon as the, the pegasus appeared, we skipped We were forward. like,
1: no, I can't do um, this anymore. But there
0: was actually a really good visual gag because they're painting this temple and then it pans up and they're only painting as high as the, those yeah, tiny puppies can reach. Yeah, three feet or so. And then it cuts to a wide shot of the entire temple and it's just like the lower like the skirting of this temple and all the painted, pillars have been yeah. painted pink. And I actually thought that was a kind of a good visual gag. Yeah. And honestly, nothing in Barbie and a Christmas Carol
1: measured up to that. Yeah,
0: that that set a standard for me that this film could not it's possibly really live up to. It's really
1: distressing that a, a little short <laughs> from Diamond Castle set the standard and Christmas Carol could not live up to it. Yeah.
0: It's like going to see a Pixar movie, but imagine if the short at the front of a Pixar movie
1: isn't good, but is still better than the feature. Yeah.
0: Anyway, Eden goes to sleep. Firstly, she's visited by the ghost of her Aunt Marie, Marie, who, who basically I guess, raised uh, yeah, her. Yeah,
1: had custody of her when she was a child and groomed her to become a, a singing star Yeah, and really made her work hard. Yeah. And Eden attributes her success to her Aunt Marie because Aunt Marie taught her to be a selfish yes, dick.
0: in a selfish world. The
1: selfish succeed. Yes. And it's interesting because that is proven true. Yeah,
0: the framing... Like, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, Aunt Marie's ghost comes back and says, "I wish I'd never taught you that." But we are proven time and again that that attitude actually it is, produces
1: success. Yes,
0: it which is a problem. Yeah, because in the real world, it's fifty fifty. Yeah, that selfishness will get you so far. And I think we kind that like, we do kind of learn that in this movie.
1: It's odd because they use the term success. And they never really make a point of saying that there are things that are more important than success Mm. in your career.
0: And also there are different measures of success. Like, I've published a book, which was nice. I got to publish a book and it got to be on shelves and it was in bookstores for a little while. But I also struggle to make rent every month. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether that means I'm a success. We have a podcast that is listened to by people.
1: A handful of people. A handful
0: of people. And I don't know whether we are a success. I think what we do is successful think in if that I.
1: Yeah, having a good time. Yeah,
0: I think our, my metric for this podcast, if I can get real for a moment, my oh, metric for this it's podcast. Yes, this
1: miracle. Yeah.
0: Emotional happen. honesty. Yeah. My measure for success on this podcast is do I have a good time mm-hmm. recording it? And I would say 95% of the time I do.
1: When we're all the way awake and neither of us yes. are in pain, we generally have a good time. Yeah,
0: this is it's a fun I get i, I, I feel very fortunate. I get to see one of my best friends like once a week to record oh. a podcast. If we only had five listeners I would still we be would doing. We would still this do pod- it, yeah, because it's, it's fun, yeah. And in the end, we, you know, we have you know about one hundred and fifty, two hundred, which is not the best numbers for a podcast, but I don't care because I enjoy doing something yeah. with someone. You know, if you can't be real on slightly over a week before Christmas even though this episode is going out on Christmas day when can you be real so yeah Aunt Marie is like yeah you're gonna get visited by three ghosts peace and she leaves she
1: leaves Yeah, she's covered
0: in chains and the chains leads to like floating mirrors yeah
1: hand mirrors which
0: I feel like was supposed to be a visual metaphor for she was bound by not just her selfishness but her vanity Vanity. but that's never mentioned like the mirrors are never addressed so that was a visual cue that I think as a child I would not have understood that yeah I think I get that nuance now as a kid but it's also it's never touched upon. It's never no one goes into it at all. Yeah. So she gets visited by the first ghost.
1: Mm-hmm. Who we hate and we oh we god we to can't stop like
0: <laughs> this first ghost the whole time I was thinking about the ghosts that visit Bill Murray and Scrooge. Mm. Because I remember the ghost, Ghost of Christmas Past, was the kind of annoying manic prick, manic pixie dream girl, prick. the manic prick, yeah. What <laughs> was she the Ghost of Christmas Present? Just kind of the crazy one. In who, this one,
1: the Ghost of Christmas Past is like the crazy yeah. fairy girl, yeah. who's extremely obnoxious.
0: But it reminded me of the crazy girl ghost from, from Scrooge. Have you seen Scrooge? I have not. Okay. Uh, I if can't I have, remember. it was a long
1: time ago. It's been,
0: yeah, it's been about at least 15 years since I last saw that movie. But yeah, she's she's fangirling because she's such a big, big fan.
1: Because Eden's a singer.
0: Yeah. And so I feel like that gets in the way of the message here. Because even when they travel back to Eden's childhood and Aunt Marie has said, well, you can't go to Catherine's for Christmas. You've got to stay here and practice your scales. Yeah when they're watching young Eden practice her scales, yeah, the ghost is fangasming about... Further
1: reinforcing that you made the right decision because now you're extremely famous and you have a lot of fans. Like,
0: the physical embodiment or a physical embodiment of the season of Christmas or holiday you have eschewed this year is in love with you, basically. (laughs) It's a kind of a lustful...
1: Fixation Fic- Yeah,
0: fixation is definitely the word I would use
1: A lot of people are hot for Eden in this movie
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a very horny movie <laughs> this, Oh my god, there's the orphans We will get to that
1: <laughs> The very horny orphans
0: <laughs> the Horny orphans, orphans if you will No, that did not quite work Yeah, that,
1: that, that's something else that's Also in thing. Victorian England, yes. I suppose
0: so young Eden
1: sneaks out, sneaks out and Lamor goes to, to sleep and goes to Catherine's Yeah,
0: goes to visit Catherine for Christmas, and they they apparently they've been practicing a little oh little pageant for months. <laughs> so they do this dance that looks like
1: something you would have learned in an afternoon. Yeah,
0: they just <laughs> learned this. It reminded me of Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney. yeah. yeah, yeah. And I can't lay claim to this joke because my friend, a uh, comedian for Frizz his Frizzle, came up with this joke a long time ago. I think it was him anyway. Where there's that bit in the middle of the song where Paul McCartney sings. The children sing their song. They've been practicing all year long, and then it's just kids going "ding dong, ding dong," just that for like three or four measures. It's like all year long for yeah. that's shit. That's a sh- that's a that's a shit children's choir. I'm sorry. I don't care if they, yeah, they're maybe six.
1: the children are deaf, and this is a really big accomplishment for
0: them. <laughs> Maybe they've been going through speech therapy. Yeah, maybe
1: these are the first words they've ever spoken. And, like, this is the first time they're ever singing. Yeah, what if... So they've been in speech therapy for months and yeah, months.
0: Yeah, you know what? That does reframe the, the um, uh, Eden and Catherine's pageant. What if Catherine ha- is is recovering from, like, a head trauma? Yeah. And so she's had to <laughs> she practice had this very... Yeah, this very simple dance routine that they've had to practice.
1: So she could connect her two hemispheres again. <laughs>
0: yes. And this is the thing. This is what allows her to <laughs> become Catherine again. She's not
1: doing it with crutches or anything.
0: Yeah, so no, no crutches. He's not having to wear that special helmet. Yeah. It truly is a Christmas miracle.
1: Now I'm really excited for them. Yeah. It's a really impressive routine if you frame it that way. Yeah.
0: So everyone loves this routine. And present day Eden, who's watching as a ghost, is like, well, I didn't get them any present or anything. I don't know why they're so fucking happy. What a bunch of idiots. And the ghost is like, well, you brought your talent.
1: Your talent is your present. Your
0: talent present. is your present. Merry Christmas. And then that's when Aunt Marie knocks on the door and Eden's like we go, we've got to we are out get me out of here
1: because she doesn't want to watch yeah,
0: computer end program <laughs> <laughs> and then they go back to Eden's present day bedroom at one o'clock in the morning and uh, Eden's like yeah my aunt showed up and like yelled at me for an hour she used a bunch of swears
1: which we, we couldn't can't, show yeah. that
0: she brought one of my favorite toys and pulled the head off
1: she threw my sky dancer into the fire
0: <laughs> <laughs> and she told me I couldn't be in next year's Barbie movie <laughs> So you can
1: just roll, like, while the ghost is standing there, just, like, rolls over and goes to sleep. Yeah, she's like, she's yeah. Like, if I close my eyes, you won't be here anymore. Bye. Yeah, you're
0: not real. None of this matters. Sometimes
1: that's Peace. what I wish I could do when I have guests over that I want to leave. <laughs> like, okay, if um, I'm going to close my eyes and when I open them again, you're going to be gone. I
0: don't want to put you on blast on the internet, but <laughs> you have actually done that. You've been, like... You've curled, and where I'm sitting right now on your couch, you have curled up into a ball and gone to sleep while people are here. It
1: sends a really strong signal of get out of my house. That
0: is, that is the signal when we have to stop playing Dungeons and Dragons. It's usually around nine o'clock. You're asleep. and It's like, okay, I think we're done. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That don't last very long.
0: Because you have such little HP. I
1: really, I really do. <laughs> my stats are low.
0: Yeah. So Eden goes back. I don't want to stress, I don't think we're going to mention this much in the recap, but it keeps cutting to Stacy, like, asking Barbie questions. Kelly? Kelly, asking Barbie questions. Where do I get Stacey from?
1: Stacy's another sister. How do I know that? Oh I've ruined what, you. What are these
0: movies doing to me? Oh, my God.
1: We're rewiring oh you. Oh, no.
0: Oh, this is terrible. Yeah, Kelly is like, hey, I want to ask you a quick question. It's like, like interrupting, like, mm-hmm. in uh, The Princess Bride to ask questions. And all of the questions seem to be, hang on a minute. I'm that. And Barbie's like, mm, are uh, you? So then the, the Ghost of Christmas Present shows up. Ghost of Christmas Present is the first, like, curvy woman I think we've seen <laughs> in a Barbie movie. Besides
1: Madame Carp. Madame the- Carp is kind of curvaceous. It's the first time I think they've tried in earnest to render a plus-sized yeah. woman who isn't evil. Yeah. And... Th-
0: Uh, They don't
1: exactly hit the mark. They don't
0: hit the mark, in part because because she's the ghost of Christmas present. She's wearing a big green dress shaped like a Christmas Christmas tree. tree. So I feel like that, in terms of body positivity, is a mixed message. Because on one hand, yes, the ghost of Christmas present, there's more of her than of a typical Barbie character. Because
1: she's jolly. Because
0: she's jolly.
1: And represents abundance.
0: But she's also shaped like a tree,
1: is that bad?
0: I don't know that it's necessarily Well, we know good. that she's not
1: shaped like a tree because in the snow globe... Oh, God, yeah. Which we haven't even mentioned. <laughs> but in the snow globe, from a certain angle, when she spins around, you can see...
0: Right up, up her dress. Up her
1: dress and she's just it's just legs under. Like there.
0: Rosalina in Smash Brothers Ultimate like this. It's just it's you It's just can,
1: legs for days. It's
0: legs for, it's legs all the way up. If you peeled back the dress on her character model, it's just legs, 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 legs lift, and, then and then arms and a head, the head. on the top. Yeah. yeah. It's terrifying. If you worked on this movie, by the way, what's wrong with you? <laughs>
1: explain yourself Yeah, explain
0: your leg fetish. It's all legs. You it's she's literally the leggy blonde from Flight of the Concords. So, Ghost of Christmas Present shows up, who I'm going to call Maud, because she looks Maud. like a Maud.
1: Does she? Okay. She's... My only association with the name Maud is Fingersmith. So, this is a, a plus-size lesbian Christmas tree woman.
0: But, yeah, she looks like a Maud to me. She's
1: canonically gay now.
0: Canonically gay. I She's wanna...
1: conically gay, a... if you will.
0: <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> <gross>. <laughs> I do want to get a t-shirt that says canonically gay. Can that be our first t-shirt when we start selling yes. merch? Can we do like a Redbubble store or something yes, and the first one says canonically, canonically gay? Canonically gay. Canonically gay. Awesome. I need one of those shirts. Nice.
1: So the conically gay woman.
0: Conically gay. See, now I'm imagining conically gay where it's just a cone. Well, she is a cone. Yeah, but um, for the t-shirt design.
1: Also, it'll say conically gay and then it'll have a Christmas tree on it and yes. it'll make everyone scratch their heads. But there will be like a woman and then you turn it inside out. And it's just legs in there.
0: <laughs> in the shirt.
1: Printed inside. How much will
0: these shirts cost? It's a cost? little secret. Th- $57 each. Each. Yeah. yeah. So the ghost of Christmas present takes Eden to... The uh, present. To the present, Christmas, yes.
1: Christmas morning at the theater?
0: Yeah. Where everyone is kind of... She's like, oh, everyone's here. They're working. Cool. And they're not working. They're throwing tomatoes they're at the porch. talking Yeah. And throwing, literally throwing actual tomatoes at a portrait of her on the wall.
1: Yeah, the magician is just producing them out of his hat, because he always likes to have a snack.
0: Yeah, so he just, just has them. He's
1: just got tomato, vine-ripened tomatoes in his hat.
0: Yeah, he has a, a portal to a vineyard. That he is-
1: could end world hunger. He could save the orphans, but he chooses
0: not to. <laughs> He chooses to... To sully a portrait of a woman who doesn't yeah, like grandma. Yeah,
1: he uses his magic on parlor tricks.
0: And everyone's like, yeah, we need to clean up before Catherine gets here because Catherine is uh, Eden's, Eden's oldest friend. friend yeah. So there's no way she's going to like what we've done here. And then that's when Catherine shows up and she doesn't look very happy. And she walks over to the juggler who's holding the tomato. To the
1: jugular. To
0: the jugular. She goes for the juggler. <laughs> uh, that's how you kill a circus tent. <laughs> how do you kill a circus? Go for the juggler. Um
1: uh-huh. Did that already exists. That was
0: already a joke. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you just laughed at, like... I
1: thought you made it up. Like, like you, a... I thought we were discovering it together. Like a
0: popsicle stick joke. That's what that was. And you just laughed at it, and now oh, you have regret. Oh,
1: no, no, It's fine. It's Christmas. I'm allowed some joy.
0: <laughs> some. Just today. Just a little bit. It's misery from the 26th of December to the 24th the following year. But the 25th is all joy all the time. All joy. Yeah. So Catherine walks over to the juggler and puts her hand out, say like give me the tomato and the juggler puts the tomato in her hand and then she throws it at the picture. Yeah. She joins in. She
1: hates her friend.
0: She can't stand them. And then some other some other thing happens. I can't remember what happens. Oh, Catherine goes to the performance where oh, it's yeah. the orphanage. Catherine the orphanarium.
1: The orphanarium. And she is organizing a Christmas pageant at the orphanage mm-hmm. and she's making the costumes for all the children, which is kind of interesting because yeah. she could just make actual she could just clothes, make them clothes to for wear. the children because yeah. they need that. More on yeah. account of their orphans. It's
0: never also never made abundantly clear whether she's doing this job out of pocket or if the orphanage yeah. is just like yeah we're gonna give or if some- she's
1: stealing resources from her day
0: job
1: <laughs> which We've all would done be it. a problem. Yeah, We've that- all closed orphans yeah. with resources from our day job
0: Of course, I uh, when I worked in an office, I used to make trousers out of uh, printer <laughs> paper. But, uh,
1: together with paper clips. The
0: whole time there, like I'm off to my other job now. Like Ghost Eden and the Ghost of Christmas Present. Like Ghost Eden is furious. Like how dare she take another job? How
1: dare she double dip?
0: How dare she double dip? She's she's all the way fired when I wake up in the morning after I wake up from this cheese nightmare I'm having. <laughs> I'm definitely firing my oldest and best friend. And then they get to the orphanage, and it's not abundantly clear it's an orphanage orphanage yet. But any adults watching this are definitely picking up on the cues and uh eden's like this isn't even a venue this is dumb and stupid in that order who would even bother play who would play here oh she's hi- she's having the show here to hide from me i bet and then all the kids come out and uh all the ti- horny horny kids yes tiny tammy with <laughs> tiny, her tiny tammy. crutch
1: she's got a little crutch and she's got hair that looks like cinnamon rolls and it made me really want a cinnamon yes. roll
0: and she gave Catherine a hug, and then mm-hmm. all of the little boys, because the rest of them were boys, were like, "I want a hug too! Hug. I want a hug too! I'm feeling sensations I've never felt <laughs> before." <laughs> it's,
1: I, it's, I should note that Catherine is wearing a kind of revealing off-the-shoulder like evening dress. Yeah, it's not a day dress to an orphanage. To an orphanage, and it's not the kind of dress that you would wear outside. Yeah. in the snow. No,
0: you in th- this weather, you'd have like. You'd have jeans, um, like maybe some fingerless gloves, maybe a scarf, maybe some kind of like, like a lumberjack shirt, like a flannel. Flannel. Yeah, like a flannel shirt. And I might be describing one of the wet bandits from Home Alone at this (laughs) point, but uh, it's fine. I'm allowed to make mistakes.
1: They dress themselves better than Catherine has dressed herself. Yeah,
0: Catherine's just wearing a nice dress, which is not... Weather or no. appropriate or outdoor appropriate. And all the, the,
1: the boys are really excited to hug yeah, her while she's wearing it. Boys Really excited to mash their bodies up against her.
0: Yeah, they're definitely hot, hot, for, uh, hot for spinster. I don't know what the... Hot for hot seamstress. For seamstress. Yes. And then they watch the show and Eden's watching the show with the orphans and she overhears two adults being like, yeah, we, we don't have a lot of money if we we're we'll probably going to have to shut These the orphans down. are not
1: very profitable. They're not.
0: <laughs> yeah, orphans are expensive to have. <laughs> so we're probably going to, like, shut Switch the place. automated. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're going to automate this place. and We're going to have 10% humans, and then one of them's going to put explosives in bubble wrap.
1: That's a Doctor Who reference.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much for... But I made a reference that you got. And I made a Doctor Who reference Yay! that you got. I've never been happier. This oh, is this it's is a, It's miracle. a Christmas miracle. <laughs> I'm so happy. But uh, Eden's like, Oh, I mean, just because the orphanage closes, I'm sure everything will be fine. Whatever. And, and the Ghost of Christmas present is like, yeah, I mean, urchins are fine, right? Street urchins have been surviving for centuries. In a very kind of matter of fact tone, mm. as if to suggest you're bad, you could fix this, you're but fucking. So that sequence, I think, just ends. I don't remember. I don't
1: remember. She the the alarm clock rings. Yeah. And she's oh, like, she's
0: got she, uh, the Ghost of Christmas Present has another haunting to go yeah, to. Yeah. She
1: she literally says like I've got like I've got another appointment. I've got somewhere to be. My books are full for the yeah. holidays. <laughs> Not taking new clients.
0: Yeah. She's disabled her Etsy store for the time being. Yeah. And so Eden is woken up by the Ghost of Christmas Future. Future. Now. Historically in film adaptations of A Christmas Carol, the ghost of Christmas future has been like a kind of a, a robed spectral shrouded, shrouded. Where,
1: where you never see their face they're very spooky and they don't yeah, speak.
0: Yeah almost like kind of death yeah. really kind of a kind of an anthropomorphized death. This is just a woman in a hood, and she immediately and takes, takes her the hood off. Takes the hood
1: off, and then she's just wearing she's, a normal dress.
0: She's friendly, and courteous, and amiable, and kind of chill. Like, I would want to hang out with this woman. She
1: seems really... She was my favorite of the... She seemed like the most sane of the three, I will say.
0: You did say. <laughs> you said...
1: Okay, okay. This I, is before she took the hood no, no, off.
0: Yeah, I'd be okay if she woke me up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, think, I just
1: like the hood. Yeah, it was a
0: variation of, I, I'd let her kick me out of bed, I think was <laughs> what it was.
1: Well, then she takes the hood off, and she's got the kind of, um, like, Disney Cinderella stepmother yeah, hairdo. Yeah, she's,
0: she's got the kind of, like, light, Gibson salt and pepper poof, kind yeah. of on the sides. Well, it's
1: not the color that bothers me. It's the fact that it's in a weird poof yeah. on her head. Poof. Poof.
0: Pure. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to show you the world of tomorrow.
1: And they go to Tomorrowland. They, go to Tomorrowland. And they ride Space Mountain. And- they ride
0: Space Mountain. They do the the Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters. Yeah. I think uh, Star Tours was down for maintenance,
1: which is a bummer. Yeah,
0: but then they ate at uh, Pizza Planet, which was so Eden cool. had a
1: ripper on good time. Yeah, she's like. It pays to be selfish.
0: <laughs> yes. They didn't go to anywhere else in Disneyland, though. No, just they didn't Tomorrowland. Even, which is weird, because I know that they, they paid for a park hopper, but they didn't even go anywhere outside of Tomorrowland. In, they didn't go to California Adventure. They didn't even go to Fantasyland, which is, like, right well, there. That's because they
1: only had an hour.
0: Oh, yeah, that's fair. Why would you wear the park hopper ticket, then?
1: Well, I guess if you have connections like... Future Christmas Lady does yeah. it doesn't matter to her.
0: I mean, she's I mean, she's also a time traveler. She she can use she those tickets again later. She probably stole them
1: from someone yeah. in the future.
0: Yeah. Um, another common thread in adaptations of A Christmas Carol, in part because that's what happens in the original book, is Scrooge is typically shown in the aftermath of his own death. Mm. Now, this we movie can't kill didn't. Barbie. <laughs> yeah, this movie didn't go there, which I was very upset about. <laughs> but they did show.
1: The consequences of if Eden had fired the cast like she yeah. had threatened to.
0: She would have hired a hypnotist who had hypnotized the a clock like a chicken when she heard the word brava. Mm-hmm. She would hire a dog trainer who didn't train their dogs which is a great way for them to get good use out of those dog models they yeah, bought they earlier in Yeah, they love those year. dog models. Um, and then she would end up kind of living in like a little studio apartment with a cat and not much in the way of clothing or furniture.
1: Well, it's like she's wearing her concert dress, but now it's all Catty. patchy. Yeah,
0: It's just squalid and...
1: It's unclear, I guess she goes out of business because she made the wrong hires, because she fired the people she had.
0: Which is weird, because there's that scene at the beginning where she's debating one of the other singers, and she's saying, I hire the best people... You know, and then she's fired all of these people, and she's hired useless people. Mm-hmm. There's some kind of political parallels now <laughs> in uh, in the year of our Lord 2018. But she gets a flyer flies in through her window, thanks to the manipulations of the Ghost of Christmas and Future. A
1: future Ghost.
0: And it's her, it's her friend Catherine, who's now a world famous fashion designer. Like the most famous fashion designer in Europe. In Europe. And she's like, Yeah, I'll go and check her out. She wouldn't let me live in squalor like this. She loves me, right? So she goes to see Catherine, and Catherine is a bitch now.
1: Yeah, Catherine's, Catherine's awful. Making everyone work on Christmas and yelling at her assistant. Generally behaving like Eden had been.
0: Yeah. Which is weird, because she's, she's seen how that affects people. Yeah. She's been on the receiving end she of it. She has
1: that. the power to end the cycle of abuse, but she chooses to perpetuate chooses to, it. Yeah,
0: and so Eden's like, I thought you loved Christmas. And Catherine's like, yeah, well, I had a shitty Christmas once, thanks to someone who shall remain Eden. Um, <laughs> who so fired uh, me. Yeah, so I don't really do Christmas anymore. And I learned you were right. You know, in a selfish world, the selfish... A selfish that's where you uh, you have to self-lish instead of someone else's lishes on your behalf. <laughs> um, in a selfish world, the selfish succeed. And she says it, and, and Eden's like, ah, oh, fuck. Ah, goobered oh, this no. one up. Ah, shits. Ah, toilet beans. And uh, Catherine basically kicks her out. Yeah. Out on her ass.
1: And the cat, too. And the cat. The, the cat... cat has been coming along on all these adventures. Yeah. and Providing some... <laughs> painful slapstick
0: yeah. scenarios. Lots of... Wouldn't it be funny if, like, you, this is definitely executives going, yeah, it'd be funny if the cat, like... Ate
1: some chocolates and...
0: Ate a bag of chocolate. And, well, if and like, they, tried to eat a candy cane. What if... Like, I just imagine, like, a room full of, like, dead-eyed executives going, well, what if the ghost of Christmas present has a candy cane on her belt and the cat tries to eat it and gets sucked into the time vortex? <laughs> I don't fucking... I,
1: I just want to go home as, to my family. I'm,
0: I'm, I'm so tired.
1: I want to go kiss my wife.
0: And so, yeah, so that's so Catherine kicks Eden out. Feels bad and gives her a scarf. The scarf lands in the snow, rendering it useless. And uh, apparently that's all Eden needed to wake up the next day. And
1: Yeah, she, she does the bit where she begs the ghost to send her back so she can change. Yeah. It's a little uncomfortable to see Barbie begging. Basically plead for a life. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's yeah. It's a weird visual. Yeah. Like this is a woman who has like danced and sung with birds, and whose best friend has been yeah. a Pegasus, and... and
1: now she's mentally broken, pleading for her <laughs> life,
0: shattered. <laughs> yes, um, but she wakes up in bed, and it's it's Christmas morning. Where, and I pointed this out at the time. The one thing I think that A Christmas Carol has always gotten wrong is if you were having a restless night of s- night of sleep where you kept waking up after these like a s- like cheese nightmares, yeah. you would sleep through. You would not get up until like three in the afternoon.
1: I don't think that's true. I think,
0: uh, well, I mean, I you know. Would, yeah, I have you have would. the capacity
1: to sleep in. Speaking as someone who doesn't have the capacity to sleep in, I would probably wake up at my normal time and just be yeah. tired on Christmas. Based on the lighting situation in her room when she wakes up, it does look like she slept in until noon at least.
0: So uh, she's like, oh, I should go Christmas shopping. Ah, fuck. Everywhere's closed. Um, I'll just grab some stuff from around the house.
1: And she literally grabs just some household objects, yeah. like an iron and a teapot. <laughs> oh, that was an iron? Yeah, that was an iron. I thought
0: it was like a fancy paperweight.
1: It's an iron. Oh, that's worse.
0: But yeah, she shows up and she's like, I'm here to send you all home. Wait, come back. I'm going to give you presents now. And she gives, like, a teapot and an iron, Mm -hmm. I guess. And And a clock. Just random household objects. And I think, like, a golden sieve.
1: Oh, yeah, like a colander.
0: Yeah. She gives the magician a piece of paper, uh, which is part one of his Christmas present. Because the whole movie he's been saying he wants to ask Catherine out, and he hasn't had the balls to do it. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, He hasn't had the tomatoes to do it. Yes.
0: Because he threw them all at the wall. Yeah. So everyone has nice things. Eden tags along with Catherine to the orphanage. And uh, so, yeah, I I know you're doing this thing at the orphanage. I know you've had this other gig. I think it's wonderful. I want to go and see the kids. And Catherine says, I have a great idea. Let's make your appearance a surprise. So I guess Eden sits in the house for the duration of this children's pageant. The
1: performance happens outside, which seems odd because it is snowing and very cold outside. And that's not great for your voice if you're trying to sing.
0: You know We haven't
1: even mentioned the quality of the singing in this.
0: Yeah, there's a literal point. There's instruments that we can't see. So there is a point in the animation where it looks like one of the kids is making a trumpet noise when they go, la, 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 la. (laughs) It's kind of weird. I have a theory about why Eden wasn't present for the children's pageant. I think originally Catherine was like, well, we'll get you a hood. We'll dress you up in disguise so no one can tell it's you. And he's like, actually, I've kind of already seen the pageant, so I'm going to go inside. That's true. I desperately need a nap. So. So That's ha- what
1: she was doing.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll nap. Wake me up when it's nearly over, and then we can do the yeah. So she called. Uh, Catherine's like, oh, and there's a special guest, and Eden steps out from the orphanage and uh, gives Tammy a hug, and then all of the boys are like, I want a, I hug. a hug
1: too. The exact same situation plays out as it's played pretty out pretty horny. Earlier. It's, yeah. These kids
0: are very, very horny children, and uh, <laughs> Eden says, I've decided I want to adopt the this orphanage. Place. This place. Um, and I can imagine being an orphan, hearing the words, I want to adopt. And like going, oh, fuck, I'm about to get a home. I'm about to have a home and a family. And then she's like, yeah, I'm going to adopt the orphan. You're place, still
1: going to live here. But
0: I will fund it. She's like, oh, that's... I guess right. that's, I, that's okay. fine. Okay, all right, because cool.
1: I've only ever been an orphan, so...
0: Good, good deal. Thank you. And then that's when the magician turns... The magician has a name. Is it Daniel?
1: I don't remember Christopher? his name. I do not remember his name. It's Spunky, a It's the name Rocco, of a human man. Tommy. Tommy the Green Ranger. Leonard. Any of these would yeah. work. I do not remember his name. Crumb. You can keep saying names. David. Pick one you like. What name do you like?
0: Benjamin Sisko from Deep Space Okay, Night.
1: so Benjamin Sisko <laughs> is... The magician. Yes. Now you can picture Benjamin Cisco wearing a top hat and pulling tomatoes out of it,
0: and saying, "I'm not Picard," and punching you in the face. He's not. Then the magician asks out Catherine, and mm. Catherine says yes, and then Eden tags along with Catherine as they go to Catherine's for Christmas. Oh yeah,
1: Eden like buys Catherine a carriage and some horses so that they can, for the sole purpose of being able to go to Catherine's house on Christmas yeah. Day.
0: Uh, but there's that's snow not, in the road.
1: That's not, yeah, that's not the weirdest part of this whole thing. No,
0: there's snow in the road, so they just stop. It's like, well, we're never going to get through all this snow. And then the snow globe that we've mentioned half of once <laughs> in this entire uh, episode. There's little figurines of the each of the three ghosts in the, snow, in the globe. snow globe. And they come to life. They
1: come to life and they start circling overhead. They're now life size and everyone it, can see them.
0: Yeah. Whereas the original Christmas Carol kind of makes it vague as to whether... Whether
1: it was just a dream or not.
0: Yeah. This is like, oh no, they, they were ghosts and they're here now to clear... Because they have a snow clearing service to uh, <laughs> make ends meet. There's not a lot of money in being a Christmas ghost. No. Apparently.
1: I mean, you only work one day a year. Yeah.
0: It's pretty shitty... I would imagine that, okay, so right now I'm the ghost of Christmas present, in March I get to be the ghost of Easter present, and then in May I can be the ghost of May Day present, Yeah. Uh, in July I get to be the ghost of Independence Day, and so on, you can kind of repurpose the same gig for different days, well I guess there's less demand, because no one talks about the spirit of Bastille Day or whatever, (laughs) this doesn't happen. But yeah, the the ghosts clear clear the snow. They clear the path, and uh, Eden and Catherine and, and third. Captain Benjamin Cisco, <laughs> they're third. Because <laughs> um, you spent a lot of this movie basically under the assumption that Eden and Catherine were
1: an item. Yeah, they they've exchanged some uh, lingering glances. Yeah, and they say a lot of things like I think when um when Eden is at the end when she's presenting all her presents, she's like. This is one part of your present. Like, there's more coming. And it's said in a very, like... uh... Seductive,
0: like... Well, I stopped by Victoria's Secret. Yeah,
1: exactly. Your real present is at home.
0: Yeah. In the bedroom.
1: In the boudoir. Ooh, yes.
0: That's like if Hyacinth Bouquet was sexy. In the boudoir. Isn't she? No.
1: There are clearly characters in the show who think so.
0: In Keeping Up Appearances? Yeah,
1: she's constantly being chased and sexually assaulted. Oh, Yeah. And harassed. Mm. It's actually kind of upsetting.
0: Yeah. If you watch it. Why do it? people like this show? I don't know. Because they are bad taste. Um. So that's the end of the movie. That's the oh, end. Oh, yeah, we're free.
1: Oh, and Kelly decides to go to the ball. Yeah. She, that's... Decides to quit. <laughs> she decides to quit being a little bitch. It's such an
0: unimportant... Like, the framing device to this is so tedious that it just... I, I'd erased it from my brain. Like, I, I literally, my brain was like, over the hill... Into the Distance, roll credits. i have forgotten <laughs> Kelly was a, a person.
1: Yeah. No, she's, she's here. Yeah.
0: As adaptations of A Christmas Carol go, this is...
1: One of the weaker ones. It's...
0: Not an adaptation of A Christmas no. Carol, I think. Like, the Doctor Who Christmas special that I sat you down to watch, I think, a couple of years ago, was more A Christmas Carol than, than this. Was that
1: supposed to have been based on A Christmas Very
0: carol? loosely, because you have, you, you know... You have,
1: like, a grumpy person who doesn't like Christmas, then we go back in time and figure out why he doesn't like Christmas, and then by the end he likes Christmas. Yeah, yeah. So in that sense, yes.
0: Whereas this was just... It's also the first Barbie movie where the, the mean the the lead is a meanie, like mm, a genuine yeah. stone cold And bitch. it's
1: interesting because there is a little excerpt where Barbie is talking to Kelly. And I wonder if they had to include this because like execs needed them to include this. Where yeah. Kelly explicitly says, you normally tell me stories about nice yeah, people. Yeah, what the
0: fuck, Barbie?
1: <laughs> and Barbie makes a big point of like, we can learn from people's mistakes.
0: Yeah. This is Maybe you can
1: learn from our mistakes, Jeremy.
0: Yeah, our mistake was watching this movie. Yeah. Uh, I I don't want to watch this movie ever no, again. No, we don't have to watch and it. I'm again. And I'm glad. I think
1: there's a reason I had seen this the once and then it just exited my awareness. Yeah,
0: as as Barbie movies go, it's it's of all the Barbie movies we've seen, this is certainly one of the weakest that we've yeah. seen. It's I still think what did I say that like Barbie of Swan Lake was probably the weakest for me.
1: You didn't care for it. For yeah. me Nutcracker is one of the weaker ones. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was the one we, we. That was going. When we were going to do the podcast. It's odd. A, just <laughs> Yeah, that movies. almost
1: destroyed us. Yeah. It's odd because on the cover of A Christmas Carol, it says Barbie stars in her first holiday movie. Like, what would they consider Nutcracker? Is that not a holiday movie?
0: It's not, like, overtly a holiday movie. It I is don't know. literally
1: about Christmas.
0: I mean, yeah. Like, but, that
1: is the point of it.
0: But if you weren't familiar with the story of the Nutcracker, you could be forgiven for buying that movie for your kid in, like, May or June. This is. This has Christmas it in it. It has May. the word
1: Christmas in it, and I yeah. suppose in that sense it's the first Barbie movie that markets itself as being a, a holiday-themed yeah. movie.
0: The animation was not as bad as I was expecting, because of, cause of what you had said about the other movies that came yeah, out this I year. Yeah, I think when
1: you see Diamond Castle, you'll understand. Oh, no. I also think it makes sense that maybe the movies that came out in 2008 are going to be a little weaker, because they tried to push out three, and I don't yeah. think they ever did that again.
0: Yeah, I think it suffered. You're not Marvel. You can't crank out three <laughs> of these bad boys. It just doesn't work, and this film I think suffers as a result. I think yeah. it's, it's it's the third like in the a trilogy. neglected orphan yeah, the, shivering in the snow. The the neglect trilogy of Barbie movies. <laughs> it's probably a box set you can get. Like the we tried trilogy. <laughs> we
1: needed to push something out.
0: Yeah, we had uh, we had fourth quarterlies to like targets to achieve, and this is how we did and we it. We had a
1: bunch of assets that already existed, so and we took we a bunch are. of acid, and we took a bunch of <laughs> acid. So and we saw these three ghosts floating around, and sparkles yeah. coming from them.
0: So that's what happened. I don't have a lot to say about this. It's just frustrating. It's frustrating when when there are so many of these Barbie movies that feel phoned in. Mm. There have been Barbie movies that, that we've both been very pleasantly surprised by. I still think that Barbie as Rapunzel is, like, so far, I think, the gold standard yeah. for these films. Um, because when you take the time and develop a story even if you're basing it on something that existed previously you can take that premise and do something interesting yeah. with it so many of these Barbie movies feel like it's just a marketing tool they literally when these things air on Nickelodeon as you, you pointed out um, when we first started doing this when they air on Nickelodeon they're purchased airtime they're commercials that are bought by Mattel yeah. like Nickelodeon isn't buying the airing rights Mattel is paying to air these things these are lengthy Barbie it's a feature
1: length commercial yeah and that's we knew that going into yeah. this
0: podcast, this, this concept. Thing. But there's there's precious little care put mm. into the Barbie movies in particular, which blows my mind because you would think you would want to shepherd that brand a little bit. You know, yeah. you, you would think that you would want to. And and the Barbie brand is doing some very interesting things now with the Barbie vlog on YouTube and some of the other spin-off stuff, where it seems like they're actually putting some care into it. Mm-hmm. And I. This movie, in fairness, did come out ten years ago, but I can't help but wonder what it would have been like if they had decided to do Barbie in a Christmas Carol... But actually put, put some, some thought
1: into it. Put some thought it, put into some the Put some love into it. Put some amount of interpretation into it. Bring like, in
0: bring in our favorite story consultant.
1: Yes, bring in Robert McKee. Yeah. And see what he has to say about all this. Yeah. Make Robert McKee work on Christmas. Maybe that's why he he didn't work on this movie. is because they wanted him to work on Christmas. Yeah. And he was like, no. Yeah. I have a family.
0: It's frustrating. Uh, so maybe this movie was written out of spite. Yeah. For Robert McKee. Maybe
1: Robert McKee's story consulted on him. But they made him work on Christmas, so he's like, I'm going to write you a shitty movie (laughs) (laughs) out of spite.
0: I think that's probably what happened. It makes as much
1: sense as any of our other theories. So... How would you like to rate this?
0: It's at the bottom it's end of the scale. In, it's not. It's
1: in. The, it's towards the soulless cash grab yeah, end. Yeah.
0: It's not as bad as Swan Lake, but it's not like Swan Lake and the Nutcracker are kind of definitely at the bottom for me.
1: I do want to point out that was it
0: the Swan Lake or the Swan Princess? I'm thinking Swan of. Lake. Yeah,
1: Barbie of Swan Lake. Yeah. The um the dress that Barbie wears when mm. she's talking that she's going to wear to the ball is the holiday dress for like holiday barbie 2008 every year mattel releases a special edition collectible holiday Mm. barbie that is wearing you know an evening gown and the 2008 barbie the gown she's wearing is the gown she's wearing in the movie so that's a very transparent like buy our collectible and i think they pushed they had never done a holiday movie before this Mm. that was coming out at Christmas as usually the spring and fall, and this one was coming out at Christmas to be a Christmas movie. And I think probably they were doing that because they wanted to push the collectible doll.
0: Yeah, and you looked in the, the packaging for the DVD. There's a little flyer a little, with party yeah. merchandise. This is the first one where we've seen them promoting one of their collectible mm-hmm. dolls rather than just the, the main range. Yeah. yeah. Um so that was interesting. We're not the target mar- market or I'm certainly not the target market.
1: I'm I'm I am the target market. You have market. forced
0: yourself to become the target market. You this In the re- end
1: we become the thing we hate.
0: <laughs> uh
1: I can appreciate Barbies as collectibles, yeah. but I don't have the drive to collect. Yeah, so I'm not going to buy any of these products. Yeah.
0: But and that's the thing is like how much of this movie is just you want this Barbie now? Like you want the bitchy shit Barbie that is or mean to want, all her friends. You want
1: the Barbie that wears these beautiful Victorian gowns.
0: Yeah. Uh, which is why it bothers Even if she's me. A dick. It bothers me that the that this movie and so many other Barbie movies just have no interest in telling an interesting story because as we've seen with the Lego movie with you know Wreck It Ralph you can tell an interesting story within the framework of a toyetic yeah, movie. It that
1: captures the spirit yeah. of the brand and makes people want to go buy your product, not because they've been hypnotized into wanting it, but because they want to express their love for the brand and yeah. the product. And it means something to them on an emotional level.
0: Yeah, and there are definitely ways of doing that. And I think that for whatever reason, and I don't know if it gets any better. I know that when we watched Barbie the Star Adventure or <laughs> whatever, it wasn't.
1: It gets worse. It gets worse.
0: Like I would, here's the thing. If Mattel reached out to me and said, Hey, Ben, what is up, my dude? Could you write us a Barbie movie?
1: You would give them my information? I would
0: give them your contact information. (laughs) If they were to contact... In a hypothetical universe where someone at Mattel has been listening to this podcast every five episodes and not any any other point... I think we have assimilated enough of what they've done to be able to produce or write something. Yeah, we on that are the level. neural network. Yeah, we
1: can produce for you. Yeah, Barbie we movies. we
0: fed a thousand hours of Barbie <laughs> movies into a neural network and had it generate a screenplay.
1: I would absolutely love that, though.
0: Yes, Barbie in Barbie as Christmas Lake.
1: <laughs> I love it. <laughs>
0: But I also feel like we know enough about what these movies get wrong to hopefully get something right. And Mm. I know that that's not necessarily a given. I mean, Roger Ebert was considered one of the greatest film critics of the 20th 20th century, but when he actually went to make a movie, it was not very well received. Mm. But I do feel like... Between us, we could write a decent Barbie movie. So the you ball's in I mean? your court,
1: Mattel. Yeah, it's
0: entirely in your court. You like, know how to contact us. We have a Twitter. If you want to reach us, by the way, you can email us at show at thelifetoyetic.com. Uh, we are on Twitter and Facebook as thelifetoyetic. We are on Instagram as toyeticpod.
1: Lifetoyeticpod. Life Toyetic
0: Pod. Yeah, we're not using that as much. I'm still not entirely sure what to it's do with It's because
1: we're kind of bitter that we didn't get the, yeah. the username we wanted
0: yeah, it's like when you, it's like when you want to name your child one thing and your your spouse wants to name when you the other want to thing. name your
1: child Eden Starling, but Mattel has already copyrighted yeah, it. Yeah,
0: it's a trademark, so that's where we are. And right you can get in touch with us. You can uh, if you're interested in. Am I just leaving, leaping, leaping straight into the waffle at the end?
1: Yeah, I mean we've it. Like we're, yeah. we're kind of out of stuff.
0: If you like what we do and you want to support us on Patreon, you can do so at Patreon.com/slash/TheLifeToyetic for as little as we're not going to go into all the rewards this time. It's Christmas. We want you to you know go and enjoy your family and, and you do do whatever it is you're doing this christmas but if you want to support us for as little as a dollar a month you get access to all of the bonus content that we put out bonus episodes live streams we have A Q&A video that's hopefully dropped by now uh, if not it's my fault i'm a bad editor no
1: you just have a lot going uh, on it's and you're a very busy, busy and you're traveling this season yeah. so
0: as this episode goes out i'm spending uh christmas from florida cool. which is quite nice, like
1: the McAllisters. yes
0: uh, from home alone too lost in new york and it's not raining i suspect um, we'll see. But yeah, if you are one of our $10 patro- patron patrons, patrons pa- our friends of Jeremy, you get a shout out on the show. People like Mazerf the Squid Dude, Zach Lay, who I uh, we're still waiting to hear from you, Zach.
1: Yeah, Zach, tell us all about yourself.
0: It's possible that Zach has emailed us between the previous episode and this one because we recorded oh. these pretty close to each other. But do get in touch with us, Zach, otherwise we will start to formulate a hilarious historical backstory we'll for you. We'll make a
1: little persona for you. Yeah.
0: And uh, friends to you and me at Hey It's Billy Rose, who is our favourite Australian.
1: I have a lot of Australian people that I like, so it's a huge <laughs> honour, Billy, that you are the favourite.
0: So a huge, huge thank you to everyone who supports us on Patreon. If you don't want to support us on Patreon and you can't afford to totally understand, you can still help us by putting a review on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, on a any A positive
1: other- review, I yeah. should note.
0: Yeah, leave, leave a little five-star review and let people know what you think of the podcast. Podcasts like ours survive. We live and die by word of mouth.
1: We will die if we don't have the words from your mouth.
0: Yes. So do please share this podcast with your friends and family. It's Christmas. Maybe pick a favorite episode and have and everyone put it on
1: after gather, dinner, around, yeah.
0: gather around the iPod to listen to <laughs> to listen to us talk about He-Man or some shit. Yeah, And uh, thank you to Brian Melbourne for our theme, the Toyetic Toe Tapper. You're a wonderful man, and I hope you have a fantastic winter solstice or whatever festival you happen happy to be celebrating yule. happy yule happy hanukkah that one's definitely been a Hanukkah's gone. way past yes. yule
1: is also past yeah. uh, uh, epiphany's coming up you could have a good epiphany cool.
0: yeah um and a
1: good new year
0: everyone can have a good new year yeah uh so we're looking forward to unless you you're jewish a... you've
1: already had your new year Yeah, you've already
0: you if you're have chinese
1: two. your new year's coming up in a in a little bit
0: yeah you gotta you've got wait a little bit longer but yeah, thank you so much for enjoying the show. This is our last episode of the year. Um, you'll notice that we haven't mentioned what next week's episode is yet. That's because we're going to take a little break. We're going to take a one-week break for New Year's, um, and then we will be back with epitho- epitho- epithet- th- epithet- epithet- episode 36. We'll be back
1: with an epitaph, because ep- we will have died.
0: Yeah, episode 36 will drop on January 8th. Yes. And you'll find out what we're going to do. It'll um... be a fun
1: delightful new year surprise
0: yeah Or I mean I'll probably tweet about it before okay, the episode well, drops someone
1: will f- you'll figure it out yeah
0: but you can follow me on twitter at, at we ben gave Adam, you all the clues and instagram um, you can follow molly online yes at her details which I'm, are
1: I'm at molly alice Hoy. yeah she's I'm pretty easy she's to
0: everywhere we're not on tumblr anymore because tumblr fell into the sea um, yeah that's, I think that's it am I forgetting anything I is it is it worth plugging I'm gonna be at Anime LA and SAC Anime in January I have Gallifrey 1 in February
1: yeah and if you're going to any of those you know what the dates are yeah
0: you have that information and you also have
1: a website where all of your appearances are listed yeah
0: you can go to benpadden.net you can find out where my live dates are when I'm doing stand up when I'm doing a convention at the point this episode goes out, I guess about two weeks ago, I wrote my entire my a full breakdown of how I feel about each episode of the latest season of Doctor Who. Oh wow. And oh. how I felt about the season as a whole. And I won't spoil it for you, but I was a little disappointed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you like Doctor Who, give that a read, go to net and that's probably everything am yeah. I forgetting anything
1: I think that's about it we're gonna let you hang out with your families in the New Year Christmas dinner yeah.
0: if you're celebrating it today have a wonderful wonderful Christmas if you are not celebrating Christmas today if you're doing something else uh, or have done anything else for the winter we hope that that has been special and magical we wish everyone a very happy new year um, I hope that 2019 is kinder to you than 2018 any of been. these years have yeah. been <laughs> um, hopefully we're, we're approaching the light at the end of the tunnel and very hopefully it's it's not an oncoming train yeah hopefully
1: train. it's not a train um, onwards and upwards
0: but uh thank you so much for listening to our first year finale oh of, uh, of the life Derri- oh yeah
1: I guess this is kind of a season finale this yes, is kind of our
0: season finale until until season 2 we starts. need some
1: sort of cliffhanger I guess yeah. the fact that we're not telling you what the next episode is is our cliffhanger
0: well I mean the other cliffhanger is I should probably tell you <gasps> I'm pregnant and it's mine
1: <laughs> I'm so excited <laughs>
0: Thank you for listening to the Life Twitter with Ben and Molly. I have been Ben.
1: I've been and still am Molly.
0: And the Life Twitter it comes with everything you see here.
1: Any resemblance to a Christmas carol, the source material is sold separately. <laughs> Merry Christmas.
0: Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. See you in January. If I had the money, would... oh, are
1: we actually singing? No,
0: if I had the money, I would hire a choir to do
1: because <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.